Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Cap City Sportscast. My name is Callahan Steed. I cover the Monona Grove Silver Eagles, the McFarland Spartans, the Cambridge Blue Jays, and the Deerfield Demons. My name is Peter Lindblad. I cover the Wanakee Warriors, DeForest Norskies, Poinette Pumas, and Lodi Blue Devils. And I'm Ryan Gregory. I have both Sun Prairie Schools as well as Marshall and Waterloo. Happy March, boys. Favorite month of the year. Yeah. Favorite month of the year, so... Happy March 1st. A rare Wednesday recording of the Cat City right. Sports. We Cat can't settle on a day. No. no. <laughs> the There's no snow coming this week, right? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, actually about that, Peter. I uh, hate to break it to you, but no? potentially uh, Thursday could be a major again? snowstorm on Friday. Oh, oh Friday. Goodness. Well, took a took a day later. Yeah, I, I decided to, I think what always happens is I always like decide, well, let me just make sure the forecast is looking good, and then yeah. that's when the weatherman's like, hate to break it to you, yeah, potential major <laughs> snowstorm on friday so awesome. super cool gotta love it but no honestly though i blame you guys because Whoa. i told you guys in january when it was all warm <laughs> and you guys were like oh man i'm loving this 40 degrees and i'm like it's gonna come back to bite us in march and guess who was right about it me how dare you make me reap what i sow i, th- I think i knocked on wood i mean that that should take that off. Right? So that so now it falls squarely yeah, on me. The curse being, is lifted, right? Yeah, I'm a winter yeah. hating. <laughs> we'll see. Proud winter hater. <laughs> oh, I am proud too. I'm with. Oh, yeah. See, it's, again, it's like I wouldn't mind it if it was like beginning, but now it's like I I keep thinking spring season's just around the corner. Everything should be good. You know, like snow outside's melting, and now we're potentially going to get another six inches. So now I'm like, and now we're back to square one, and this is the time where literally spring sports, everything is outside. Yeah. So I just am praying for a good spring. Yeah. Praying for a good spring, boys. So maybe that's what I should do instead of, you know, discouraging you guys we should all be in positive <laughs> encouragement over a good spring because we're all going to be in the same boat so. agreeing on things doesn't make a good podcast we got to have some rivalry <laughs> well, that's right yeah that's yeah right. good point good point so um all right so i will say one thing we got to agree on though uh there's been a lot of stuff that's happened recently and there's uh some stuff that we kind of have to give a little uh shout out to and everything this week state wrestling i feel like top of the list for me was yeah. something that we have to discuss Peter, you had probably the most wrestlers at state, and what's nice with you being yeah. in studio, I don't have to just list them all <laughs> off. And, ran through them and, last week, and you, yeah, you know what you're no talking about when it comes this to time it. around. Yep, yep, 100. <laughs> percent um, Peter, I'll start with you. Lodi obviously right. sent a bunch of wrestlers, but just go from there. Yeah, Lodi was uh, definitely the big story. Um, missing out on going to Team State was a big disappointment for the Blue Devils. Um, they ran up against uh, number one ranked uh, Prairie Duchene in their sectional at home, which was a wild, uh, wild match from what I understand. They ended up losing uh, 32 to 26. Um, so really close. And, and it was funny because talking to the coach Endress afterwards, you know, he said, you know, we were unranked going into the year and Brady Duchesne had been ranked number one all year. And, you know, to finish that close was a big deal. But uh, definitely the big story to come out of uh, state um, wrestling was Zane Lick from Lodi, who won his second straight uh, state title at 152. Um, he, he pretty much dominated uh, the whole way. Uh, got a technical fall uh, fall on the first match. Uh, won a nine to one major decision in the in the second, 
And then in the finals, uh, he beat Wrightstown's Nick Alexander 6-1 to one, um, in a decision. Um, it's just, uh, I'll tell you, the guy is, he's just a machine. He's going to North Dakota State. Um, Coach Endress uh, quoted afterwards, he just said Zane Lick was dominant all weekend. He never looked in danger in any of his matches. He scored against, uh, scored at will against his opponent. And he just says Zane makes, makes wrestling look easy, um, which I don't think I've ever seen a wrestler make things look easy. It always looks tough. Yeah, you right. know? But, I yeah. went to uh, Cambridge, and a kid after his match, because it was like so hard, was just throwing up after. And I was yeah. just like, this sport is insane. Yeah. Exactly. It, yeah. it, it, and so that's just insane. That looked so good where it's like, it makes it look easy. Yeah. So good yeah. for him. I huh? mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he does uh, in college. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he said in all three matches, Zane scored quickly and kept the pressure on, and he didn't give him any openings. And that's that's Zane in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Um you know, uh, Owen Breinig also went uh, to state. Um, he opened uh, the tournament with a pin, um, that, which was a, a you know a great way to open the tournament for Lodi. Um, he also, in the process, got his 100th win, uh, so that was a good deal. Uh, Coach uh, Endra said Owen is all business all the time, but we won't forget the smile on his face after mm. that pin. So that was a big deal. Um, probably. Nice quote. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the other uh, big story uh, for Lodi was Mason Lane. Um, he finished fourth at 182 pounds. Um, definitely looking next year, um, Coach Endress was talking about he's going to be the leader of that Blue Devils uh, team, that program that just keeps rolling along, you know, 30 straight conference titles. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they're just uh, – uh, you know, they. I don't know that they lose a whole lot. Uh, Zane is going to be gone. That's a huge loss, but yeah. uh, but they should still be pretty strong. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely looking forward to keep up uh, keeping up on Lodi and just the powerhouse that they got going there. Mm-hmm. I guess to kind of switch side or switch to another smaller school, Marshall and Waterloo. Ryan, I'll let you touch on them. Uh, yeah, so both the Pirates and the Cardinals sent three wrestlers each. Uh, not a whole lot of success there. I mean these teams rarely get guys up to state so just the fact that there were that many that got there in the first place was was kind of the win for them uh the only wrestler wrestler to come home with a win was uh Waterloo junior Trevor Ferrari 160 pounds uh he he pinned a guy in the second round of his of prelims uh but then up in the quarter finals he loses to the eventual state runner up and then uh takes a 3-0 decision loss in the consolation bracket um, other Waterloo wrestlers, uh, 106, Avery Skalitsky, a, fre- a freshman, took a 15-0 tech fall. And then on the girls' side of the bracket, uh, Michaela Llewellyn was pinned in the first period of her only match. Uh, Marshall, same situation there. Uh, Drew Johnson scored the first two points of his match, but was pinned at the end of the first period. Uh, Tucker Cobb loses in a 12-1 major decision. And uh, Leah Olson, another girl, um, pinned at 42 seconds. So... You know, a, a, a historic year for both programs where uh, uh, by far the most wrestlers they've gotten to state in a long time. Both of them get a girl in the in the bracket, but uh, a, a tough showing, obviously. This is the, the pinnacle of the sport, but so many of these wrestlers are going to be back. Drew Johnson of Marshall is the only graduating senior out of that group that I just mentioned. So, you know, definitely a case for a lot of them to continue to improve and hopefully make a return. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for... Cambridge uh, just had uh, I just had one wrestler go uh, between all the schools that I covered. Uh, Clayton Stengem of uh, Cambridge lost his uh, only match at one at one thirteen seven six decision. Uh, talking with Coach Mo, uh, 
on Sunday about it. Uh, it was one of those things where it was like uh, Stengem fell behind early, but started making a comeback late. Unfortunately, just ran out of time. And then also talking with Clayton about it as well, too. Uh, he's he's excited and wants to get back there uh, next year. And so, I mean, this is a kid that, you know, doubled his win total from last year and was second on the team in pins with 20 of them. Uh, so he's just uh, really improved throughout, you know, the year and expect to, you know, see him do the same things like he did in the offseason uh, to get to state this year. So keeping an eye on him and then i'll toss it back over to you peter for because uh wanna key if i remember correctly also had some kids go to state as well too yes uh yeah i should mention that uh, uh zane lick ended the season 57 and 0 and uh nobody got a nobody even got a takedown on him wow <laughs> that's pretty amazing yeah that's something that definitely i'm glad <laughs> I, sh- I should that's mention insane. that i also wanted to mention too lodi has sent three others uh kyler clemens uh henry keppen and isaiah grosskop uh, who all ended up getting knocked out in the first round, but they went. Uh, as far as Wanakee, um, they're kind of an up-and-coming program, but uh, a lot of youth. Um, so uh, they didn't send a lot to state. Um, two boys went and uh, one girl. Um, Gabe Goralski finished his uh, high school career at 138, um, uh, got knocked out early. Uh, Mason Spear uh, was definitely the story for the boys. He's a freshman, so on the other end of things, that was his first time state, got a great experience. Um, he took on uh, Germantown's Owen Becker uh, in the second round after losing his opening round match. Um, lost a really close one, a 2 nothing decision. It was just something where um, Mason just couldn't get anything going, according to uh, Coach Mark Natsky, but it was tight match all the way. Um Another, uh, another, um, well, kind of a first timer because you know there was the girls' state meet last year, but this is the first time held at the Cole Center. Uh, Caitlin Otteson from Wanaki uh, went to state this year. She went to state last year too, but this first time wrestling on those mats in front of the all the fans in the stands. The mm-hmm. sophomore, uh, she did. She ended up getting pinned by uh, St. Croix Falls's Paige Half. So. Um, so an early exit there too, but yeah, a lot of hope for Wanaki uh, for the future. That's uh, something too that uh, Cambridge's head coach was like, "Hey, the, like wrestling on the mats at the Cole Center is a completely different yeah. feel than going, you know, any other tournament. You try to match it, you just can't." Mm-hmm. So, yep. and that's something too. A lot of those kids remember that, put it in the back of the bank, and then just use it for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, DeForest and Poinet, did they ha- have anybody go? DeForest did not. Uh, Poinet had, oh, I believe. Uh, what is it? Uh, four, four boys and one girl. Uh, probably the big story was uh, Emerson Miller, uh, the girl at 138, and uh, she got. I think she ended up getting three, no, four pins on the day. Uh, lost one match though, but ended up uh, getting fifth place, so she made it to the podium at 138. Um, otherwise, uh, Isaiah Gower went at 120, got knocked out in the first round. Um, same with James Amaker at 160. Um, uh, and the same with Jackson Geithner um, at 220. Uh, the furthest uh, you know, advancement for the boys uh, for Poinette was Ashton Meister at 138. Uh, one by decision in the first round, 5-2 to two, um, over Glenwood City's Mitchell McGee. Uh, but then he lost 7-2 to two, uh, to the third-ranked Dominic Lentz of Clear Lake. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, and then was eliminated uh, in the next round by Iowa Grant Highlands' uh, Caden Linder. All right, and then, uh, Brian, I'll toss it over to you to get some Prairie's results. Yeah, let's talk about another state champion. Uh, 
in, in the short history that is girls sta- uh, state wrestling, uh, Bopa Quintana's cemented her name as one of the the early legends. She is a back to back state champion at 114 pounds for the girls tournaments. Uh, she got two pin wins in her in her prelim and quarterfinal. Took an eight three decision win in the semis, and then you know the story that you dream of at the, at the state finals. Four four tie through three rounds in the championship mm-hmm. match. Uh, Thirty seconds in, she scores a takedown for a sudden death win for a, for her second state championship. Just an awesome story with Bopa. Um, talking to you know head coach Jim Nelson, he said it's too bad that they weren't doing that for the last four years because Bopa could have potentially had three or four state championships to her name mm-hmm. instead of two. Wow. But just what a stellar athlete that is, and uh, uh, brings back another title for the Sun Prairie Wrestling Program. Just a great story there. Um, and then another girl that competed for Sun Prairie. Uh, girls picked up every win that Sun Prairie had at the, at the state finals this year. Uh, so- Sophia Bassina, who took second at 165 last year, uh, ran into the exact same problem that she had last year. Uh, Horicons Siriana Reinwald, who won the state, the, the state championship last year, knocked her out in the semis this year. And so Bassino knocks down to the consolation bracket and ends up losing a match there to take fourth. But still a, a strong day in her bracket. Got a couple of wins. Oops, just unplugged my headset by accident. <laughs> <laughs> but on the boys' side of things, um, that stellar junior class that I've been talking about all year, uh, three of them made it all the way. Chris Anderson, Parker Olson, and Dylan Muhlenberg, uh, all three knocked out uh, either in their first match or – lost their first match, and then lost a consolation round match. Uh, that junior class is incredibly loaded. I think there were f- three additional sectional qualifiers in that class alone. And so of these four state qualifiers for Sun Prairie, only BOPA will be graduating. So a ton of returning talent for Sun Prairie this year, which was, as we all know, a, a team sectional participant and a Big 8 conference champ. So... Big reasons to be excited about this program rolling into 23-24. But, you know, you have to give Bopa her flowers for what was a stellar career that, you know, as Coach Nelson said, could have been a lot more if she had the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, I guess for the only thing I'll touch on, um, I know uh, last week, if you listened to last week's episode, I – Which we know you did. Yep. Halfway through – dedicated fans. (laughs) Yep. Halfway through, (laughs) I realized, uh, oh, God, I forgot to include uh, Deerfield girl wrestler uh, Caitlin Suick in the uh recap about it but luckily uh shout out to the page designer this week for the cambridge and deerfield independent was able to get it in with all that other stuff as well too (laughs) you know you forget sometimes that you know there's other sectionals and all that but she had a solid year i thought for as a girls Mm -hmm. wrestler she didn't make it state or anything like that but i just want to give a little shout out to that uh but to move on from wrestling though uh speaking of the success that some prairies having Seems like they're going to be sending some gymnasts to state as well, too, for state gymnastics. Absolutely. That's kind of the coolest story that we had from this weekend, even not to take anything away from the wrestlers, but just this perfect storm for the gymnastics team. So a week prior to the, to the sectional hosted at Sun Prairie West, uh, United actually took last at the conference meet of the eight teams uh, in the Big Eight. Just uh, a, a perfect storm of injuries and not quite getting the scores that they thought they would get in a couple of different events. Last place is not a place that you usually find uh, Sun Prairie when it comes to gymnastics, but uh, they all got healthy and they all got back in, in competition at the perfect time for sectionals. So they, they got five gymnasts back in total, uh, Carly Gross, Cassie Seigel, uh, Sophia Clark, Martha Gelker, and Avery Greenberg all came back to the program 
end up with, with a score of 136.525 to take second and punch a ticket back to state. I mean, it, it's fair to say that it was very much in question following their performance <laughs> at uh, the conference meet. So um, I've been billing them as one of the the best programs at Sun Prairie, uh, either school, this, this winter. So for them to really come together and be able to give give the state tournament another run with this strong group of seniors was very cool to see. Uh, Sophia Clark's return was obviously super important. Uh, she is an individual state qualifier in both vault and beam and as well as the all-around, uh, whereas Mar- Martha Gilker, kind of their ace in the hole when it comes to vault, makes another return individually in vault. Um, one player who hasn't been uh, battling injury all season is Audrey Seafeld. She's a super strong track athlete and has been able to stave off any injuries, and she's kind of been their Iron Man. A strong day all around. She finishes eighth overall and just brings great scores um, all around for them. Uh, Greenberg only pr- participated in one thing, uh, the uneven bars as she tries to work her way back. Ended up with six, just a couple points short of uh, making a state individual qualification herself. And so from that sectional, both them and Verona Edgewood, the, the uh, which is home to many individual defending state champions, uh, we'll make the trip back up to Wisconsin Rapids Link- Lincoln this weekend, as will I to go watch them. It's uh, very exciting. Yeah, definitely yeah. looking forward to all that. Yeah. Uh, Peter, uh, you just have Wanakee and DeForest co-op, right? Yes, okay. that is it. And, uh, yes, the, the co-op uh, is sending one uh, gymnast to state, uh, Maddie Kramer, uh, who just missed out last year. Um, great story, great kid, uh, advanced the state in the bars and the all-around. Um, she was the Badger Conference uh, champion in the all-around, um, also the conference champion on bars. Um, at the conference meet, she scored a 35.025 uh, on the all-around and an 8.775 on the bars at sectionals. Uh, it, it got a little dicey uh, for her, uh, definitely uh, late. Um, she had a big score uh, in the bars, um, 8.725, that got her into fourth place. But she had to uh, kind of sweat it out to see if she was going to make it in the all-around. But uh, her score of 34.95 was good enough for fifth place. And uh, she ended up now she's going to Wisconsin Rapids, too. I don't know if she's driving up with Ryan. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> she'll, she'll be carpool. headed there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everybody got to try to save money on gas. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I wish you the best. Maybe she can find a nice Uber. <laughs> yeah, I, will, I will be driving myself. <laughs> um, for my teams, uh, uh, will not have anybody uh, attending uh, Wisconsin Rapids, sadly, but uh, still wrapped up strong seasons. Uh, Jefferson Cambridge was sixth at Mount Horeb. Uh, Alex Ostapowicz, uh led the Eagle Jays uh, with 13th place all-around score of uh, 32-100. Uh, and then uh, Summer Hubel was uh, 15th in the all-around uh, so they wrapped up their season there. And then MG was eighth at uh, sectionals. This was their first year competing in Division One last year. They are in Division Two. Uh, I've kind of touched a little bit on their injury issues uh, this year with uh, losing Maya Tweedy, unfortunately, for the year. She was a state gymnast. Uh, then they were also down uh, their next two probably top gymnasts in Savannah Gangstad and Katie Jo Wesley uh, at sectionals. So it's just a brutal string of luck for the Silver Eagles when it mm-hmm. comes to gymnastics uh but you know when i was talking with the coach after i uh, said still had a couple alternates step up and perform nicely for them so just for them it's just basically about just icing up getting healthy and you know hopefully they're able to come back strong next year and i'm looking forward to it so uh that's a good should be a fun uh, time going up uh to rapids for you ryan i know uh we kind of talked a little bit about how much you enjoy covering gymnastics oh, yeah. and all that so uh hopefully 
Sun Prairie has a solid showing for it and everything like that. That's my old stomping grounds, you know. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. You, I used to work up there. You've been around the block. Cause I have. Wisconsin Rapids, Baraboo. Stevens Point. Let's yeah. talk about restaurants when we get off the park. All right. Sounds <laughs> good. <laughs> All right. Um, so then uh, probably other thing that we should definitely touch on, I guess, girls basketball. And also, too, we can probably throw out hockey as well, too, because – Oh, geez, when we did it last week, it was, uh, were all your teams out, Ryan? Yeah, everybody was out for me. <laughs> okay, so MG was still in it for me. I guess we'll just briefly touch on it now since it's still in my mind. Uh, Monona Grove got knocked out by Fond du Lac uh, in the second round. Peter Wanaki. Yeah, they got knocked out by Middleton. Okay. Uh, David yeah, Emmerich scored his, his 100th goal uh, hey. in, okay. in that game, but they got beat 7-1. to one. So okay. uh, tough ending for them. But yep. uh, solid season. I mean, Badger Conference co-champs there. Yeah, and solid season for the Silver Eagles as well too. Uh, they uh, Tyson Turner, I believe, scored two in the seven to three loss to Fond du Lac. So, uh, I mean, Fond du Lac's a tough team, but uh, there's a little bit of a surprising Oregon go to state uh, coming out of the Badger West. So, yeah. uh, but good, I guess it's always good when a Badger conference opponent gets to state. Uh, so now that we touched on boys hockey, want to touch on girls basketball though, because well, at least for me. Uh, I had two big games that happened on Saturday uh, that resulted in two regional titles. I haven't been able to talk a whole lot on this episode, so this one you boys can have to stand off to the side and let me do my thing. Enjoy that soapbox. I'm going to go have a smoke. Yeah, 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 go for it. Um, So, MG, first regional title win since 2015 uh, with wins over DeForest and Mount Horeb in the regional uh, bracket. Uh, Against Mount Horeb was basically a blowout. Not much to talk about there. But in the game against DeForest, Aubrey Smith scored a go-ahead uh, put back off an offensive rebound uh, for the game-winning shot. Uh, they DeForest and Monona Grove was a battle, and it was something that I kind of thought, you know, to keep my eyes on because DeForest is always a tough bout, and I found out later when I did some research, DeForest had won previous regional final matchups in 2022, 2020, and 2019 against uh, Monona Grove. So mm. Monona Grove desperately looking for some revenge. Oh. Uh, they were going back and forth. Uh, Jalen Darian of DeForest had about eight points. So I got there second half because I had to cover McFarland in the first half. Got up to Monona Grove second half, and uh, Darian went on a run, gave DeForest the lead. However, Monona Grove, I think, called the timeout. Freshman Danielle Becker gets into the game. She promptly hits two three-pointers. She only played seven minutes completely. But she hits two three-pointers, so it's six points in seven minutes. Yeah. It's just an impressive stat line. Uh, and then also, too, uh, Taylor Moreau hits a three-pointer as well, too. Puts MG back in the lead. Uh, and then time started to wind down. DeForest, though, gets a steal and a score with about a minute left. Cuts the lead to two. And then uh, same thing again where it's like Monona Grove. Uh, they get a steal off Monona Grove. They get fouled, though. They go to the free throw line. Uh, DeForest player makes the first one, misses the second one. But DeForest gets the rebound, puts mm. it up and in with about 10 seconds left. So, again, it's like another Monona Grove game where it's down to the wire. You know, it's really close. And uh, they run a play where they go down the court. Ball goes out of bounds with, like, four seconds left. Uh, So they run a little out-of-bounds pick play to Aubrey Smith. Smith gets it. And I was talking with uh, Coach Murphy afterwards. She was like, Aubrey's, like, one of our strongest players. We'll get it down on the block to her and see what happens. Uh, She put it up just a tad bit strong on the first one. 
Uh, but the offensive rebound came right back to her uh, as a Norski player uh, had fallen. So, like, wide open opportunity for her to get the rebound. And uh, like I had mentioned to you guys uh, before we came on, it was basically whenever you see those layup line drills in the beginning where they're just tossing it <laughs> off the mm-hmm. board to, you know, get those little putbacks going, that's the drill paid off because Smith was able to put it back up and in with one second. DeForest called, quickly called the timeout. And then they ran like an out-of-bounds play where it was like a full-court heave, which was somehow caught because I rarely see those like in my <laughs> times of watching college pro. doesn't matter. It never seems like it gets caught. Uh, DeForest was able to catch it, uh, put up a shot, but it was uh, missed. Uh, mm-hmm. So Monona Grove, first regional title since 2015. So heck of a performance by the yeah. Silver Eagles. I mean, again, like their season was on the ropes with 4.1 seconds left, mm-hmm. and they're about to lose to DeForest again. They were able to get the regional title, so good for them. And then also, too, uh, shout-out to the refs as well, too, uh, because there are two really close calls that when I went back and looked on video, uh, they got right. And also, as well, too, hearing that timeout call with one second left, because, you know, high school, mm-hmm. they keep that running clock going uh, on that make or miss them. So uh, props to hear, like, a timeout get called when the gym is just, like, yelling in excitement yeah. because of a play like that. So got to give our little flowers to the officials as well too and then uh mcfarland other regional title as well too they won a close match against stoughton and also too they beat reedsburg reedsburg kind of same story a little bit with mg and deforest reedsburg had knocked them out of the postseason uh two years in a row uh tight first half matchup uh really tightly called as well too with me just being a basketball fan i kind of like letting them play a little bit more in the postseason uh, so it was pretty tight. Reedsburg was in the bonus for like the final 11 minutes of the first half. So mm-hmm. Mullaney went to the bench with a couple fouls and then a couple other players as well too. So like McFarland, I've talked about how deep they are of a bench. They had to really go to the like their back of their bench. Uh, but Hannah Kirch, Serenity Smith, and Taylor Felder came in, all hit a couple of shots. And Hannah Kirch especially, I thought, played really strong defense um, against the Beavers. And that kind of helped keep the, you know, tied in the favor of the Spartans and then second half uh they were able to pull away a little bit more when I was keeping an eye on things on Twitter uh Mulaney uh had a strong second half and that brings the Spartans their regional title so they will be matched the Silver Eagles and Spartans match up against each other in division two bracket at Stoughton on Thursday should definitely be a fun matchup there I expect it to be a close defensive battle and I'm just happy for whoever wins. That's yeah, right. basically all I'm going to say. <laughs> you win either way. Yeah, no matter what, it's going to be a good story for somebody. Yeah. So looking forward to it. Um, Did either of you guys have any other uh, teams advance, though, out of girls yeah, basketball? Yeah, well, um, not for girls basketball. I mean, it was a good season for uh, DeForest to finish 17-8. and eight. You know, they lost to Reedsburg last year in sectionals, so that, that, that strong Reedsburg team last year. But I got to give a shout-out to the uh, Wanakee boys basketball team who after a 2-3 and three start went 19-3 and three the rest of the way. Their Badger Conference uh, champions went undefeated, or Badger East Conference champions went undefeated in league play, uh, ended up beating Stoughton in the championship game. They put the clamps on Ty Fernholz. Uh, Which is no Sto- easy task. No easy task, averaging over 20 a game. A sharpshooter who can really knock down the three. Uh, he went 0 of 9 from three-point and 6 of 17 from the floor overall. Uh, Vance Johnson and uh, Owen Elliott uh, from Wanakee were charged 
with uh, kind of switching off on him. And they got some help defense from, you know, Keaton Frisch, the six seven kid. Um, and then they also went to work on Sawyer Ship, who ended up leading uh, uh, Stoughton with 19. But uh, they made him work uh, too on the defense end. So uh, shout out to the Warriors, who had some turmoil at the beginning of the season, uh, overcame the death of the head coach's dad. Um, so some interesting times uh, with Wanakee uh, boys basketball. But, man, they persevered, and they really bounced back after that 608 tournament where it, it wasn't looking good. They, they came out of that uh, not looking good. But uh, interestingly, one of their losses this year, I believe they're 20-4, and four, one of their only losses this year was to Oconomowoc at the Fiserv 4, and, and that's who they get in the first round oh. of the regionals. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. That'll be interesting. That was the second game of the year, too, so. So, yeah, you know, all, a lot of things have changed. All good. I guess I'll give a little shout-out to Cambridge and Deerfield girls basketball. They both had their seasons come to a close on a Friday. Deerfield got knocked out. They had a kind of a tough draw a little bit with Darlington. Darlington came in like they had won eight in a row. Uh, they fell behind early offensively. Uh, they battled back, but Darlington had a couple of shots. I mean, they are only up by four. Crowd was getting into it. Darlington came out, hit a shot, got a stop, and then got hit another shot. I think it was the same player twice, so... A uh, tough way for the Demons to end their season, but when I talked to Coach Schindler about it, he was happy because they beat Marshall, they beat Waterloo, they beat Cam- Cambridge, so they beat all their rivals. They won the Trailway South. They went undefeated. So he kind of talked about, like, in the radius of Deerfield, like, we were the best team, and honestly, I think it shows. Cambridge, solid season, and Doug Pickard's first season. Second in the Capital South, and a bunch of young nucleus to work around uh, with Brooks Stencliffe only being a sophomore and their leading scorer. And then also, too, Sevilla Freeland as well, too, which is – there's a lot of pieces there. Ryan, anything you want to add on your teams at all quick? Uh, just the the cool story of East and West drawing each other and Marshall and Waterloo drawing each other mm-hmm. in the girls' tournament. Uh, West comes out with bragging rights in, that, in the Sun Prairie rivalry. Uh, they beat them by 20, as they typically do. East was game in the first half but couldn't keep up. Uh, West ends up getting knocked out in the next round by Oregon. Oregon. And then uh, Marshall uh, gets revenge on Waterloo for that uh, upset win earlier earlier in the season with 11 point win and then they're knocked out by new glarus one of the best teams in the state around later yeah absolutely well for my colleagues ryan and peter we're excited to see what happens the rest of the way for the tournaments and uh for and my name's galahan seed and we'll see you guys next time thank you